time for the Cummins Real Estate Group show with local realtor rock star Michelle Cummins and myself, Curtis Pope. Good morning, Michelle. Good morning, Curtis Pope. How are you? I'm doing well. I, I cannot complain. Things going well for you? Excellent, as I like to say. Very nice. And it is June 18th. Can you believe that we have summer? It's summer. It should be. Well, it, it's summer by name and only in name, but, you know, hey, at least it's not snowing. Exactly. You know, you got to look at the positive things in life. Always got to find that silver lining. I used to have a boss who called me Silver Lining Boy because I could find a positive in just about anything. He's like, all right, Silver Lining Boy, settle down. That is a cool nickname. <laughs> Better than some other ones I can think of. Yeah, not the, not the stuff that you call me off air. No, that's, uh, that's a whole other story. <laughs> So this weekend is Father's Day weekend, and we have a special guest on the show today, Kevin Rollins, who is a commercial realtor here locally with us, and he's on the line. Hi, Kevin. Oh, maybe he's not on the line with us, <laughs> but not yet, later on. But uh, Curtis, what are you doing this Father's Day weekend? You know, I'm not 100% sure, to be quite honest. I mean, uh, I, I'm sure the kids will want to do something with me i don't know (laughs) who knows but i mean well today uh actually uh you know cody the middle guy it's his convocation for graduation i can't believe it but that kid has somehow managed to graduate wow blink you blink and it's like he's an adult almost yeah and you know because he's my kid in so many ways i you know i didn't think you know wasn't it was not a given that he was going to ever graduate so i'm glad that he has oh my goodness you don't tell him that do you all the time. <laughs> you know, it is hilarious. Um, but, you know, I am not going to be able to be with my father this weekend. So I'm very happy that your kids get to be with you and you get to be with them where they want to be with you. And hopefully you get the best breakfast on Sunday tomorrow that you can ever ask for. Well, I can guarantee you I'm going to be the one who has to make it. So it will be a good breakfast. <laughs> oh, my goodness. My kids haven't made me breakfast for Father's Day in a few in, in years. And, oh my goodness! <laughs> and that's fine because the fact of the matter is, you know, they're st- You know, Cody, Cody can cook a few things. Cassidy's not a bad little cook, but she's lazy. And uh, Dylan, uh, you know, get him to cook for somebody other than just himself. Good luck. Well, they need a talking to. No, and and not just frozen food in the oven. You know, one day it'll happen. It should. Well, we laugh at Cody. Cody apparently only knows how to make, like, three things. He makes a really good pasta, like, with a really good meat sauce that he does pretty much from, you know, from scratch, uh, which is really good. And he also can make steak really good. And then he can make uh, French toast. And that's about it. Delicious. Not waffles? No, no, no. I have to get the waffle maker. That's, That's a little bit too advanced for him. Or go to the wonderful, wonderful pancake and waffle place of IHOP in Langley that my sister and brother-in-law own. That is a good option, actually. That is a very good option. They make the best breakfasts ever. They do. So, okay, so to also property tax time. You know what? I'm looking at my desk, and I've got so many property, different municipalities, all these property taxes just staring me at the face to pay the property taxes. So sorry to put that spin on this weekend for your thoughts. Oh, my gosh, it's property tax time, and we got to get them paid. And they're just telling me every day I see them, pay me, pay me. And I keep on going, I'm too busy to pay you, <laughs> but well, it's going to have to happen. Not only do you have to pay them, but you also, if you want if you want to get your grants, you got to apply for those right before July something. 
Yes, and they're important to apply for. If you're a homeowner, if you're over the age of, I believe it's 55 or 65, you know, there's some grants out there for you. So apply for them and make sure you get it. So I wanted to talk about interest rate hikes. Interest rate hikes, they're moving up fast. It's happening so fast. It's a whirlwind, and we're all seeing the reality of it right now. And for many, it's scary, but really, it's just going into a balanced market, uh, which we typically have. And so we've just been really spoiled lately with the market the way it is. So um, you got to just kind of put on your big boy pants and prepare for a balanced market. And how do you do that? Uh, and and make sure that you're able to, you know, have um, quality of life and not be overrun uh, with mortgage payments and this and that. So I wanted to actually mention our first segment here talking about actually from Better Dwelling, an article came out and I thought it was very important to mention on our show about our local real estate uh, here in the Fraser Valley, but overall in Canada too. And then on our second segment, we have guests. Kevin Walland, and he is on the other line right now, and we will introduce him and have a great chat about commercial real estate for our local area uh, coming up. So uh, without further ado, the actual caption of this article is most Canadian real estate gains will be wiped out starting this year. And this is from Oxford Econ. So Canadian real estate prices have already begun to see growth slow, but this is just the beginning, they say, uh, Oxford Economics. Uh, is reiterating its forecast as factors line up to return to affordability. They see home prices falling by 24%, wiping out most of the gains made since the start of 2020. The declines are expected to begin this year and go right into 2024, a slow but sustainable process. So Canadian real estate prices are forecast to fall, they say, by 24%. Uh, Now, we saw locally residential uh, prices from February to March fall about 10, 11%. Then we saw from March to April, we saw another uh, slowdown of around 7, 8%. And then the next month, we saw around 5 to 6%. So it's like it started, it came off the hill pretty fast and it's slowing down, but it is still coming down. And again, uh, more of a balanced market is what we're entering into uh, this summer. So uh, after cresting in late summer 50% above their pre-pandemic level, they forecast home prices will decline that much by 2024. And that's from or Tony Stillo, and that's the firm's director of economics. So uh, the forecast calls for a significant drop, but not enough to wipe out all gains since 2020. So it's not all doom and gloom. Home prices increased roughly 50%, and this is, again, is overall Canada. In our area, we saw like 100%, like literally in the last couple of years. So since the start of the pandemic, they're saying about 50% for Canada. So mass challenge folks may think that's just half of the increase made. However, the rate of decline applies to a much larger number. A 24% price drop by 2024 would leave a gain of about 14 points since 2020. So that's roughly 3.3% compound annual growth over the period. Not a bad increase by any means, but not the kind of growth many investors expect. Even with the price drop, affordability won't be restored in any capacity yet. We'll circle back to the point later on, but Canadian real estate prices, you know, it absolutely can possibly fall by up to 40%, though, if delayed. So this is what they say, that no doubt policymakers are already being pressured to prevent any price drops. A wealth effect is when people spend more money because they feel rich. 
Rising home prices are believed to have boosted spending this way. Concerns that falling home prices may reduce consumption are valid. However, capital economics doesn't see it being as significant as many assume. Lower house prices will likely have a modest negative effect on consumption, but they don't expect it will be result in a recession or undue stress on the financial system, is what he explains. He says, should the price boom continue unabated, risks grow of a larger crash with dire economic consequences. So in addition, market inefficiency is more likely to reduce consumption more than reduced wealth effects. High inflation erodes consumption by forcing consumers to pay more for less goods. Younger prime consumers are also dedicating more of their income to shelter. This diverts from consumption and reallocates capital to those less likely to spend. It's sort of a reverse Robin Hood scenario. Uh, Longer economic uh, inefficiencies also require much greater corrections to return to efficiency. They reiterated a warning that if home prices continue to rise, the fallout will be much worse. A drop of 40% and the risk of the financial crisis is what they previously stated the outcome would be. Falling home prices sound bad, but pushing a market to its absolute failure is even worse. The sooner a market corrects, the more quickly it becomes efficient. So Canada won't be economically devastated by a real estate crash. It's unlikely that the Canadian economy would be devastated by this. Home prices by falling. Strong economic growth, a tight labor market, and ideally stable inflation will help. Higher interest rates will cost high debt consumers more, but savings will help. So they, uh, I would encourage anybody uh, to check this more out so that the, the fear is um, gone and it's reality and it's balanced. And so there is a, a housing affordability index that you can check out. And the index is 0.9 to 1.1 is affordable range. And they forecast that uh, if, if, they, if things aren't corrected, you know, it's going up to the 1.4 range. So got to get it back into the more affordable range. So that is the article on Better Living. Hopefully that gives a little insight and some encouragement to everyone. Uh, and, yeah, so does not sound a little better, Curtis, than kind of maybe what you're hearing more so in the media or the news, I should say? Well, it gives us a better explanation of, of cause and effect and how it all plays out, right? So I think that is, uh, you know, important information to have because a lot of times, yeah, you just you look at the headline, you know, housing prices are going to drop 40% and you're like, oh, my home value, what am I going to do? But when you realize that it's, you know, probably not going to be 40%, it's going to be less and you realize how much homes have gone up in the last five, six years. Yeah, it kind of balances out. You got it. And it's it's it's, it's the magic of, you know, hold as long as you can, uh, re- reinvest, uh, remortgage when, when the rates are good and you have that equity built in your property and all about timing and just and just being aware of the timing that you're in and doing the best you can with where you're at. Absolutely. And I'm very happy that I bought my house last year when interest rates were pretty much at rock bottom. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, we should probably take a quick break right now. People want more information about what you do as a realtor. Where can they go? MichelleCummins.ca.
Cummins and myself, Curtis Pope. Now, Michelle, you alluded to the fact we have a guest earlier, but I figure now is probably the time for one of those world-famous Michelle Cummins introductions. Oh, my. Thank you, Curtis. Well, welcome, Kevin Rowland. Oh, my goodness. We have a commercial agent here with us today, local here in our Fraser Valley area, Tulak areas, Abbotsford, Mission, Langley, you name it. Uh, he works it. And he has as many years experience as I do. Uh, he's got over 18 years of experience living and working in our areas. So Kevin specializes in helping clients buy and sell. And he knows what he's talking about, whether it's industrial, whether it's business, whether it's leasing, whether it's land, commercial. Like he, he just did a presentation the other day for a group that I'm part of, and it was such a fantastic presentation and explains all the brownfields, greenfields, and everything that you would want to know regarding commercial. So uh, his background in the service industry, Kevin is, has this unique edge over other commercial agents. So he, it's allowing him to provide outstanding customer service to all his clients. And I um, just sold a co-list with Kevin, and he was an amazing agent to work with as a co-listing agent. Amazing. And we have another co-list that we will talk about later on. Uh, but his outstanding knowledge and judgment in the Fraser Valley market uh, is, is superb. And he's got he's, ex, he's expert in understanding um, fully the, the, what commercial real estate needs your, you need, like my clients, his clients. He's a proven negotiator. I have witnessed that. Uh, he consistently ranks among the leading agents in our area. He is dedicated to results. He has great communication skills. And he leverages an extensive network of his working relationships and his vast knowledge of the local market. And it's helped him become the leader that he is. And he is excellent. He's got medallion award club status. He's got awards with his home life brokerage that he's with. Uh, so I'm excited that I get to work with Kevin, and uh, I became a commercial member um, probably a few years after I became licensed. And I think Kevin pretty much right away got into it as well. He was top rookie uh, of the year for Home Life in 2005. And so anyway, without talking more, let's hear from Kevin. Hi, Kevin. Hi, thanks for having me. You're welcome. Uh, I don't think we've had a commercial agent on our show before, so uh, w welcome. And we haven't even had a local agent on our show before. Oh, excellent. I get to be the first then. Perfect. Yes. <laughs> and ho hopefully uh, last. No, <laughs> but we, we have a good relationship together. And talking about our uh, listing that we, we is coming up, it's not, it hasn't hit yet. Uh, Holly Tree Forest and Gifts. You want to talk? Let's talk about that. Yeah, I think uh, anyone that would be looking for a small business or expanding their their existing uh, floral business, um, it's a turnkey operation. Um, definitely, and in, in, in the beautiful uh, city of Agassiz. Um, so it's going to be a great listing. Um, it's, but it's the the owner. It's time for the owner to retire. Um, but uh, it's a great listing, great business. Um, so he's been doing that. For like 36 years, like long time. She has such goodwill. She's been running that business for a long time. And it's adorable. Oh, the location, the, the lease space that she's in is the cutest heritage home. So adorable. And the asking price is 69999 correct? Correct, it is. 
Yes. So that's, that's exciting. So, uh, we'll be, ha- we'll be sharing that more. If you know anybody who's an artist who loves just the customer relation, like I, I actually use, uh, that company for all my, uh, florist needs. I, I deliver flowers to my clients and in any, where she delivers, I always hire her, uh, to do that. And she's an artist. And I'm just thinking it would be so perfect for somebody who's out of college or, you know, it's just such a great business to run, and it's got this long-term goodwill. It's amazing. Uh, anyways, so I know some people, uh, the questions I have that maybe uh, I wanted uh, to talk about today is the different type of commercial, like there's different type of commercial uh, spaces, and some people might not know the terminology. So did you want to talk about that for us? Sure, I can cover off a few of those. Um I mean, primarily you have uh, a few classifications. One of them would be, you know, office, which would be an office space, uh, you know, typical. You would see downtown Vancouver and the business districts and, like, the Fraser Valley. Um, Then you have your retail units, which would be, you know, anything from, like, a fast food outlet to the stores uh, that you see along the malls, those kind of spaces. Um, Then you have industrial, which would be your warehousing, uh, you know, uh, places that would be for manufacturing, um, places with bay doors. Um, I mean, that's, those are primarily the two types. Um, and then there is also, too, I mean, the agricultural kind of sector, too. There's different uh, kind of land, deal, land deals with, like, you know, going concerned farms. Um, and there's development land as well. Um, you know, people looking to purchase, develop, multifamily. Um, multifamily is another facet as well. So there's duplexes, um, uh, triplexes, fourplexes, eightplexes. Um, anyway, up to the video condos and, and, and income producing properties like that. Um, I mean, that's, those are primarily the main, the main, main sections, um, that, that I deal with. And it's correct that the inventory is pretty low, you were mentioning, uh, before. And is that basically industrial or is that overall commercial spaces and, and businesses and, and give us some insight on that? Yeah, definitely the industrial market. You I mean you can? It's, it's almost impossible to have uh, to find land. Um, if it does, it's going in multiple offers, and for for every time something sells, it sets a price record. Um, you mean they're basically putting stuff like that on the market now and just saying bring us offers? There's not even really a price. Um, I mean that's just a land crunch in, in probably you know the whole entire Lower Mainland and Fraser Valley, and they're not really making any more land, uh, especially for industrial. So it's it, it's a real tight tight market. Um, you mean warehousing too? You mean if something's, uh, you see something's getting built, it's probably already sold or leased out. Um, there's even multiple offers on, on some lease spaces. Um, commercial isn't as crazy as industrial, but it is still very busy. And again, it's a supply and demand. I think uh, a lot of people thought some businesses were going to close up and stuff during COVID, and unfortunately some did. Um, but also a lot of them got it pretty innovative and um, they actually expanded or increased their business, maybe through online sales and stuff. Um, so, and then as for businesses, it's, it's tough to gauge that because a lot of businesses are done off market. Um, but you I mean I think there's some businesses where some people probably have recently just said, "Hey, we're going to retire," um, and then some people maybe you know they had tough gold with during COVID and are thinking, "Hey, maybe maybe we should be looking to do something else, right?" Yeah. Well, so does the commercial uh, follow residential as far as uh, prices and increases and decreases in the flow? You know, they usually they usually seem to be different, but I can say that me personally, over the last uh, two years, I found that both were really, really busy, and it both seemed to be kind of more along the supply and demand, right? Um, there's more buyers and more people looking for for commercial properties than there was for supply. 
Um, in the last month, if you, if you want to say the last month, has been kind of the slowdown in residential. Um, I haven't seen that as much in commercial. The interest rates probably won't affect it as much. Um, well, I shouldn't say that yet because we don't know how high they're going to go, but a lot of times a commercial person, they're already going to have to put more down than a typical home buyer would. So, you I mean, sometimes these guys will have a little bit deeper pocket, so they're, they're not financing as much as, as possibly as someone would be, like, you know, if they're putting 5 or 10% down on a mortgage. So they're a little bit more insulated for, for this. But, you I mean, if they continue to go up, then I think you're going to run into uh, that if the, interest, if, the interest, if the interest rates continue to go up, I think you're going to run into people maybe looking to purchase a warehouse or a commercial unit that probably will back off because it's not going to cash flow at the end of the day, and they're not going to be able to charge, a, you know, they can't double the rent it be realistic. That's what I wanted to talk with you next about is cap rates and ROIs and how you've seen all the interest rates and the times and the prices uh, change that for the end, you know, investor. Yeah, you mean it's going to be it's kind of a uh, an evolving situation. It's it's, it's going to be very interesting to see that. I mean, it's, it's it's such a rapid rise in interest rates. I mean, I did talk to one of my investor clients today about buying an industrial warehouse that's next door to one of the ones he owns. And we sat down and we figured out um, if he paid the, the ask price that they were, that he was going to have to ask like uh, $22 per month uh, base rent for an industrial warehouse, where typically that would have been about $14. Um, I don't think that's much different than residential. The cost of carrying residential now and the way you have to charge for rent, too, there is, it marries that quite well. Thing. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, you know, because if people are buying places and they want to put them into the rental market, and people are always saying, "Oh, well, the landlord's charging too much." Well, the landlord has to borrow, you know, buy that property, whether it's residential or commercial. Um, he's got to absorb the interest rates that's coming in, and then he has to be able to cover his bills. So they always talk about affordable housing and affordable real estate, but I mean, there's a problem right there, right? I mean, they can only, I mean, he has to, they have to be able to show that they can pay the mortgage, or the bank's not going to lend them the money. Exactly. Well, I wanted to ask you, I've got a listing in another one in Agassiz, actually, and but this one is a beautifully fully renovated house, but the house is like heritage. It doesn't have heritage status because they don't do that in Agassiz, but it's an amazing house that could be a perfect museum. There's so much history. It's called the Hashalaga Manor, and it also has an oversized triple car garage with a one-bedroom vaulted ceiling, gorgeous, one of the prettiest, gorgeous carriage houses I've seen. Views in Mount Chiem. This place is amazing. Walkout basement, two-story walkout basement house. And I'm wondering if maybe you can find somebody who might want to run it, live there, and run it as a business, bed and breakfast, or possibly museum, because you can do that there with the zoning. So it's over 13,000 square feet, Kevin, and uh, it is 1700000 is all. And this place is like has everything ac everywhere everything it's amazing it's very low maintenance so adorable uh i'm going to send you information on it but it's a three thousand square foot house and then the carriage house is another like thousand square feet it's huge again amazing and i have a realtor bonus a really nice realtor bonus to give you so yeah bring, bring me a buyer for that one and then while i'm talking about new listings uh then i also have one uh in mission and it's acreage Five acres to be exact, Burns Road, four bedrooms, three bathroom house, completely private, gated entry, 
And it has a carriage house over a double garage that's pretty much roughed in. It's got the bathroom, a uh, bedroom, but the kitchen isn't in yet. And that price is $1,350,000. And then another new listing that just hit yesterday, the market, is off Simon Street in Mission. It's a 9,000-square-foot lot, a three-bedroom, one-bathroom house. And it is future OCP multifamily. You can do duplexes there if you want to. Right now, oh, my gosh, that one is on for nine ninety eight nine hundred brand new. So those are my new listings. And um, Kevin, I know this is, uh, you know, it's Father's Day weekend, but um, uh, are you, have you had any plans this Father's Day week? Um, my parents uh, live out of town, so I'm probably not going to see them this weekend, um, but I'm probably going to catch up on them the following weekend. But uh, I did recently move them to the Okanagan, so uh, they have a view of the Okanagan Lake, so I don't feel too bad that I'm up You're there. a good son. Aww. <laughs> Well, I can't be with my father this weekend either, so I know how you feel. And our quote of the week this week is, the heart of a father is a masterpiece of nature. And that's from Antoine Prevost, if I'm saying his last name correct. Prevost. I'm going to say you are because I don't know any better than you do. (laughs) But it's a really nice quote, hey? It is. It's a very nice quote for Father's Day. Very nice indeed. All right, Michelle, if uh, people want more information about what you do as a realtor and see your listings and your open houses and and all that fun stuff, where can they go? MichelleCummins.ca. And join us again next week when we will talk real estate in order to unlock your real estate potential on a show where real estate is maximized. Thanks for listening.